Well, good morning. It's good to see all of you out this morning. We're glad that you're here with us. Hugh, you picked out some good songs today. Usually do anyway, but those songs are some of the ones that I remember singing. We sang them almost every Sunday, depending on who the song leader was. But those are the ones I grew up with. But uh, it's very good songs. Our lesson for today is has the title of Living by Faith. And in our series of building and strengthening faith, we must learn to live by faith. One of my favorite scriptures is that we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to learn what that means. As Christians, we are expected to live lives on earth based on faith. First of all, faith in the existence of God. Without faith in God, we have nothing really as far as Christianity is concerned. We have faith in the sending of, of God's Son to die on the cross for the sins of the world that we believe that to be so. We believe that Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. And faith that there is something better awaiting us at the end of this life. We believe that we will be rewarded as Christians if we live by faith. Our lives should be centered on having that kind of faith. One of the things that we must learn about living by faith is that living by faith is a choice that must be made. You cannot live by faith without making the choice to do so. No one is forced into a life of faith by any means. One can easily be led away from the faith if we're not careful. We have to make a choice and stick with it in order to live by faith. It's something that we continue to do through our life. However long our lives are on this earth, we need to live by faith. Our lesson objectives for this morning are first of all to learn what it means to choose a life of faith. And secondly, to learn what we can from those who have made the choice and have lived by faith. First, choosing to live by faith. Much like we would make any major decision in our life. Some of the major decisions that we think of may be buying a car. And that's something that can affect the next few years of your life, you hope, anyway. Maybe choosing where you live, that's something that could affect a certain amount of time. One of the, the most characteristic of living by faith, at least in that sense, choosing to live by faith, I think one of the best representations of that may be marriage. You know, choosing who to marry, because that's something that you're, you're making a choice on that will affect your life. Hopefully for the rest of your life. And much like making the choice of who to marry, we must also choose to live a life of faith. It's something that affects our lifetime. 
It's a choice that we make that will affect the rest of our lives, whether we want it to or not. Whether we think that it will or not, it's something that will affect the rest of your life. Even if you choose to turn away from that faith, it will still affect the rest of your life and your eternity. Whenever we make big decisions in our lives, we often put a lot of time into those decisions. Maybe a lot of discussion with your spouse or with someone around you. But, but you put a lot of effort in making those big decisions. And it's the same way when it comes to Christianity. In choosing to live by faith, we take a great deal of time to make that decision. For me, it took 14 years. Because I was 14 years old whenever I obeyed the gospel. And all through that time in my life, I was growing and I was, was maturing. And, and I was forming that faith in my mind, in my heart, my soul. And I made that decision to become a Christian. There are others that it takes a lot longer. Maybe they don't come to a realization of who God is or why it's important for them to be a Christian until later in life. But it takes a great deal of time. A great deal of planning. Not necessarily in obeying the gospel because any time that someone comes forward wanting to obey the gospel, we take care of that need immediately. But in preparation for obeying the gospel, it's something that can take a lot of time, a lot of planning, a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time and planning and keeping ourselves faithful because we're not just going to obey the gospel and, and automatically remain faithful to God. We have pulls from the world and from the temptations of sin and, and they pull us in the wrong direction. We have to prepare ourselves to stand firm in the faith. So choosing to live by faith is not something that is a quick and easy thing to decide on. It's something that takes a lot of time a lot of planning on how we're going to carry out that life of faith. Once we've obeyed the gospel, we have to plan to remain faithful also. To remain strong in God's Word. It takes a great deal of time and effort to make the choice to live by faith. There are many who make the choice but fail in the completion. So it's something that we have to think very seriously about when we choose a life of faith. We have to understand what faith is not. There are certain ideas that people have in the world that, that, that they think that, that this defines faith and it doesn't. Faith is not blind acceptance. We're not just choosing to take a leap of faith necessarily. 
That, that's not what it's about. But from Scripture we can know who and for what we are living faithfully. We can know who God is. We can know what we're striving for. The end goal be being heaven. It's not a leap of faith. It's not blind acceptance of what is to be. But we can know exactly what we're getting into when we choose this life of faith. Creation itself provides evidence that there is a creator. Psalm 19 and verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Paul put it very bluntly in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Romans 8, or 1, verse 18. Romans 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. There are people that choose not to live a life of faith but they choose to live in sin. And it's not out of ignorance, is what Paul is saying. They make the choice even though they know, they can see that there is a Creator. All they have to do is look around them. And he says they are without excuse. For since the creation of the world, verse 20, His invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because evidence is all around them if they look around. You walk out of these doors, look around at nature, look at what God has created, and how can you not believe He exists? We are given evidence for creation. All we have to do is look up. We are also given God's Word, the Bible. Each writer within it being inspired of God. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all Scripture 
is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. We have God's Word and, and because we have His Word we can be complete in Him and in righteousness because we have everything that we need. He's given us all the tools that we need to understand His creation and everything about Him, everything that He wants from us. It's up to us to use them. Psalm 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Faith is not blind acceptance. We're given plenty of evidence if we choose to use it in the right way. Faith is not a last resort. There are some that might say, well, I guess we'll just have to take that by faith, right? No, that's not what faith is. That's not what faith is at all. Faith is actually the beginning of our relationship with God. We begin in belief in Him. We don't have to leave anything at faith. God's told us everything that we need to know. Faith leads us to obedience of the gospel. Faith propels us in our daily walks as Christians. Faith is what guides us if we allow it to. Faith isn't the end. Faith is the beginning of a life in Christ. Faith is not a crutch. There are some people that look at faith as a crutch that Christians use. That's not what it is. Faith is not just what we lean on when life becomes difficult. Faith can be a source of strength for us, no doubt. can build us up and prepare us for what is ahead. But we must already be living faithfully to gain the benefits of it. If you're not living faithfully, then you don't have it to lean on. So we must live a life that is faithful to God. So what is faith? We, we know what faith is not, but what is faith? Faith, first of all, is proof. Faith is evidence. There are some people that say you cannot prove without a doubt that God exists or that the Bible is His Word. But let me tell you that faith is all the evidence I need in proving God's existence. And improving his word to be true. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Everything that we hope for is made up of faith. All the evidence that we see, we see it by faith. And that's all I need in order to understand who God is. And to understand his word. Believing in God... We can also know His Word. And that His Word is true. 
Faith is reasonable. There are those that present faith as illogical and unreasonable, irrational, and only for the weak-minded or uneducated. By faith, the evidence before us proves this otherwise. We're not weak-minded. We're not uneducated. And we don't trust in something that is illogical and unreasonable and could never happen in a million years. But faith leads us to understand that everything that we believe about God is true. That everything that we believe about His Word is true. And we are always to be ready to provide this evidence that we have found for anyone who questions or challenges our faith. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense, or to give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. With meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that when they defame you, as evildoers. Those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. You know, something that has changed a great deal within the church over the last several years. There was a time, don't necessarily remember it, but I've heard that there was a time when people within the churches of Christ were very well known. They had a, a reputation for knowing the Bible. If you need to know something about the Bible, you go to a member of the Church of Christ, they'll be able to tell you, they'll be able to give you an answer. And maybe even if they don't know the answer, they'll be able to find it. But we've lost that reputation over the years. We have not planted our feet firmly in Scripture as we should. We have not studied as much as we should. And now we're almost seen as another denomination. And we're not. We need to know the Bible. Scripture tells us that we need to be ready to give a defense. Be ready to give an answer for anyone that questions you regarding your faith. We have the answers before us. We need to use them. Faith is something we have to prepare for. How do we prepare? 
by studying God's Word. Not just in our Bible study classes here or by listening to a sermon. We need to study it for ourselves so that we know what we believe. So that we can tell other people when they ask us a reason that we believe it. We have to ground ourselves in faith. It's not just baptism for the remission of sins. But it's something that we do throughout our lives. That we continue in. We continue in that choice. So that we're ready for the end. There are many things that we can learn from those who have gone before us. Those who have lived by faith. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. There are many men and women that are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 that have lived by faith. And we can learn from their examples. Let's begin in verse 4 of chapter 11. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. His reputation continues. His legacy continues because he lived by faith. Abel lived by faith. He was righteous before God. And his righteousness follows even after his death. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. He did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Let's break down verse 7 for a moment. And we learn a great deal about faith by just looking at Noah. By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Noah was warned. We also were warned of the things that are to come. The things that we need to be aware of. The things that we need to overcome. Noah was warned of a flood. There's going to be a flood that's going to destroy the earth. And by faith he believed that warning. And by faith we believe the warnings that are given to us. That this world will come to an end. And that we need to be ready in the day of judgment. We are divinely warned also. Through the word of God. Of what is to come. Of the things that have not yet been seen. But we are warned. By faith we can believe the warning. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Moved with godly fear. 
we need to be moved with godly fear. Fearing God, not, not being afraid of God, but respecting Him for who He is and for everything that He has been able to do thus far. Noah was moved with godly fear. It, it propelled him to do something else. And that's the way that our godly fear should be. It should propel us to do something else. In Noah's case, he prepared an ark for the saving of his household. He did something. Our faith leads us to do something. Faith is not something that we just accept. It's something that we have to move on. It's something that we have to do something about. We have to do something in obedience to the gospel. Faith leads us to repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of sins. Faith leads us to live a faithful life. Same way with Noah. He was moved with godly fear and he built the ark. Even though he hadn't seen the rain. Even though he couldn't see the flood, he did something about what he believed God to be telling him and being the truth. Faith always leads to doing. He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. We are an heir of what is promised us at the end of this life. Heaven. Let's move on. Hebrews 11 and verse 8. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he walked, or waited, for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We also wait for that city. Verse 11, By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised, therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, because of his age. We're born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. Concluding, in verse 19, that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. There are other examples of note that we don't have time to get into. Moses led God's people out of Egyptian bondage. Joshua continued to lead the people from the wilderness into the promised land. Rahab, like him, had faith in God. David and Samuel lived by faith. We have examples of the prophets that taught us faith. 
the apostles and other New Testament figures show us how to live by faith because they did it. We also read of that for which they lived in Hebrews 11 verses 13 through 16. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Israel, remember Israel, they, they thought back to Egypt and they wanted to go back. These examples that we read of, they didn't look back. Verse 16, but now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For He has prepared a city for them. By faith we believe that city is prepared for us as well. We are taught exactly how to live by faith. We see God through the evidence that He has provided for us. Through His creation, through His Word, we see God. We can know who God is. We can know that He is faithful to His promises. We can know what lies ahead because God has told us. And by faith we believe it. We can follow the examples that have gone before us. Those who have lived by faith those who have seen God, those who have believed Him, those who have lived faithfully and looked the whole time at the eternity that was ahead. Even though they didn't know exactly what they were waiting for, they were waiting for something better. We don't know exactly what we're waiting for, but we know it's better than what we have. Though we have never seen heaven... Can we know for sure it is there? Yes, we can. Faith helps us to know what is before us. Though we have not seen God, can we know that He is real? Yes, we can. Faith answers these questions for us. There's a world that will con try to convince us otherwise. Satan will try to convince us otherwise. Convince us that these things are foolish. That these things cannot possibly be. But by faith we know otherwise. We know that these things are true. We know that the answers to these questions are both yes 
By faith, you believe in the existence of God. By faith, most of us, I believe, have obeyed the gospel. The plan of salvation is provided for us. Faith leading us to change our lives. To confess that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for us. After that confession of faith, we are baptized for the remission of sins. And most of us have done that. But maybe someone here has not become a Christian. Maybe you believe, but maybe your faith has not led you just yet to complete what you need to do. Maybe you need to come in obedience to the plan of salvation, become a Christian, and begin your walk of faith. Begin your life of faith. Maybe you've obeyed but you've not lived faithfully. Maybe you've not continued in what God has given us in His Word. Maybe you've gone back to the ways of the world. Maybe you have looked back like the Israelites did with, with Egypt. They looked back and they said, you know, these things were, were so great. We, we had everything provided for us. Let's go back to Egypt. Maybe you've looked back and, and you thought, you know, look, look at what I used to have in my life. I didn't have any problems before that. And maybe you've turned back. Maybe you need to come back to God. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to Him. Maybe you need to ask for a prayer on your behalf or ask for forgiveness for something you've done. But maybe you need to, to start over in living that life of faith. But if you have any need whatsoever, if you need to come, whether it be in obedience or repentance, whichever the case may be, As we always do, we give you the opportunity. If there's a way that we can assist you, if we can help you in living that life of faith, then let us help you. We offer you the opportunity. Please come as we stand and sing.